0: as we never came up with any resolutions. I wonder how we actually feel when we, when we do resolve to do something, but external factors change your mind. You know, the things that you set your mind to and then you say, I'll do something else. I might set my mind to go for a run, and then I look out the window, and I go, "Oh, it's raining." Maybe I'll not bother. Maybe I'll have a cup of tea instead. That's a far more sensible thing to do, isn't it? You know, you change from the original plan: a cup of tea and maybe a chocolate biscuit to go with it. Mm. Maybe not quite so healthy. Joseph had a plan. He was sure of what he was going to do. He had resolved that he would marry Mary. They they have this in mind. This is their future. It's got to be together. And uh, I remember that time that I decided, you know, that I was going to ask Emmeline if she was going to marry me. And the fact that I was in Manchester at the time and that she was in Kent, you know, I then had to do something about that. I had to get in a car and move. Um, But it was something that I was determined. I was focused, that's it. So the couple are engaged. Each other. There's going to be a wedding at some point in the future. There's going to be celebrations. They look together to the future with hope and with joy. And as I said this morning, marriage builds community and gives a secure footing for society. You know, there's more to it than just being a couple. It's what that couple then go on to give. And we, as a church, might understand it as an act ordained by God. You know, we get the first suggestion of it in that story in the Garden of Eden uh, where there is Adam and Eve brought together to be a companion for one another, but also to serve God together, bringing different gifts, different skills, different personalities, but to be together. But we also probably each know that in marriage there can be challenges introduced by one or other partner. And we will have seen times maybe when Uh, in friends relationships where uh, truth has maybe not been spoken or vows become broken and it causes them to fall apart it damages the marriage you know and, and sometimes they do manage to stay but other times there can be cannot be reconciled when Joseph hears that Mary is pregnant, he must have felt betrayed. He knows, certainly, that the child is not his. We don't know how he became aware of that fact, that there was a child there, waiting to be born. We don't know whether Mary had told him, and if so, is he already aware of her story, that this is the child that's been conceived of the Holy Spirit? Or has he simply heard on the grapevine the the Nazareth rumour mill running among friends or maybe family? telling him that his betrothed is with a child. Either way, it scuppers that planet, all that stuff that's gone before, all those ideas that he's got, they're kind of out the window. That's not where I thought I was. He must have thought. No longer a marriage, but instead a separation, a divorce. But he considers this carefully. And in this choice of path, the nature of Joseph is revealed. Of course, Levitical law could have led to the death penalty. Though generally by the first century, that had been replaced by a public divorce, a public shaming of Mary and of her family. But Joseph loves Mary. And so he seeks a quiet resolution. And uh, in those days, it was considered that you could get a divorce through a sort of more private statement of agreement in front of two witnesses. You know, there's still that formal element. There still has to be somebody to see that it's being done properly but it's more quiet. And this is his plan, this is his new resolution, this is his way forward. It is the action he is going to engage in. A well-thought-out plan of action, a gentle plan of action. But the plan has to evolve a bit further. From the decision to marry to the plan to divorce... Joseph, again, sets a new resolution in his mind to support Mary. Marriage was his plan. Non-marriage was the world's way. But the plan to continue into marriage is the Lord's way. This is a resolution that he comes to with the Lord's guidance. Giving him the right path forward. Now finding the right path is not always easy. And uh, I wonder how great it would be when we were struggling to go the right way. If in our dreams that night an angel would just always pop up. And say you know that thing you were thinking of. The correct answer you know, the thing you should really be doing is this. You know, wouldn't that be just great? You know, it, it'd make um, sermon writing a lot easier. I can, I can assure you that for the future, Adam. If, if, if the angel would just pop up each night and say, this is what you're supposed to be writing down. Or it would help those of us that uh, are maybe struggling at times with thorny issues in the church. Or anything else that comes along in our life. You know. We have to sometimes struggle and say. What is God saying about this situation? Where do we understand? By looking at the scriptures. Of what God is actually meaning for us. Where do we hear God speak? And of course God does sometimes Intervene with a theophany, with a a clear voice, telling you what to do. Might not happen that often. It happened at the time of my call that I could hear God speak in a clear way. Um, But, you know, for the most part, we sometimes struggle with that. But the importance of Joseph's correct discernment required such a bold intervention so that what was right would be known and would be carried out. And it changes the whole situation. It turns it on its head. From the woman who would be shamed, the family that would be shamed, that's no longer on Mary. Mary. Instead, to some extent, it's on Joseph. To everyone else in the village, it will be looking perhaps as if he had to get married. He had to go ahead with it. Perhaps he took advantage of his young fiance. He might become the subject of gossip. He might be thought of as a disgrace. Maybe he even loses customers for his business. We would do well to remember that just because in public things appear to be a certain way, that does not mean that that's necessarily the truth of the situation. Just because we have told something about somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean that story is true even if everything that you see actually points towards that being true gossip and tittle tattle is not normally the whole story and it's wrong to spread it further we would do well remember that the life of the faithful is one of putting that sort of stuff aside the life of the faithful is one of sacrifice and of putting God's will above our own not seeking to go the way of the world and the way that others might tell us to go not seeking our own gain, but the growth of the kingdom. Through Joseph's resolution to take the child as his own, we see Jesus adopted into the royal lineage of David. It's through Joseph's side of the family that the lineage is told right at the start of Matthew's gospel. It's not Mary's, it's Joseph's. And so he is adopted into that line where there's been a few other women of question in the past. If you look through it at the start there, whenever there's a a woman mentioned, there's usually been a bit of a question as to what's actually going on there about reputation. Tamar. Rahab. Ruth the Moabite. people that show the line is not always quite what you would expect the kingly line to be. And so it is perhaps a little with Mary and Joseph. The Adopted Son of David. And through Jesus, we too can be adopted into a royal family that of the Most High God. Through The Son that is born of a virgin. The One that is God with us. The One who is to be given the name Jesus because He saves His people from their sins. We are adopted. Do we honour the family that we have been welcomed into? Do we live in a way that follows the love of the Father? And do we resolve to go God's way? Or do we continue in the way of the world?